0: Hey, Dirty Hour listeners. Every episode can be found on Amazon, Apple Music, and Spotify. In this episode, we're going to review Detroit Supercross, Cameron McAdoo's nutty situation, Triumph's debut of their brand new bike. Is Tomek back? What happened? We're going to deep dive into all that and more. We're also going to end the episode with the Moran Round 1 review. We're going to deep dive into that one as well, because that's a local series that me and Amanda both raced in. So we're going to get into that one. So buckle up. Let's go.
1: Pages say I've got the biggest balls of all. I've got big balls. I've got big balls. And there's such big balls.
0: Yeah, welcome back to another episode of the Dirty Hour. Um, after a long weekend, I know this is a th- this episode is a little bit delayed. We're doing this on a Monday instead of on a Sunday, like we told you guys in the last podcast. We were gone racing. This is a racing podcast. We went racing. Not only do we talk about racing, but we also race. So, um, yes, we are back for another episode. We're gonna dive into Detroit, Rock City. Uh, I'm your host, Colton Scudder, and with me today...
1: Your co-host, I'm Amber Scudder. There you go. Hello, everybody.
0: There you go. Um, Detroit, Detroit, Mm. Detroit. It was really cool to go to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Of course, like we talked about last time, we didn't have to worry about weather, which was nice. Very nice. nice. Very nice. Um, Let me ask you something. What did you think about the the track? Because I know before we we thought the track looked uh, very vanilla. What did you... What's your opinion on it now that now that the racing's done, what do you think the track brought um, to I us? still
1: say it's very vanilla. Um, not a lot of spots for passing. Um, the sand turn was cool, I guess, but it was really fast.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I like the track. The sand turn was cool. The, the inside outside brought some variation. The whoops... Um, they they were fast in the beginning, but towards the end of the night they got pretty darn chewed up. I yeah. thought the rhythm section was really technical. Um, I, I forgot exactly what rhythm section was. It was I think it was the rhythm section. Was it after them? Start finish line something like that. There was one where they had to, like they were tripling and then they had to do like a quick on off right before a left hand turn, and I just thought that was just a technical aspect. Um, to do like, instead of doing a triple single in the turn, they had to kind of let off do a, on off in the turn. I, I don't know. The track was pretty quick. They were doing some fast lap times, but yeah, I mean, other than that, the track was, thank God it wasn't French vanilla, but it, it, it was pretty basic. It
1: was, yeah, it was pretty vanilla, but it did get pretty rutted. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't super impressed. Yeah. With
0: the track. Well, there um, was some, uh, pretty decent racing. And the fact that, well, I mean the two fifties are some some good racing, but a lot of factors kind of went into that. So let's let's uh, go ahead and dive into the two fifties. Um, would you say the two fifties was a little nutty?
1: Um, I think it was a wee a wee bit on the nutty side.
0: A little nutty, yeah. So um, I don't know if it showed it on the broadcast or not, but obviously, um, we saw chaos in the first turn let's just put it that way everyone is anticipating the the 250 east coast they're round one. It's their a one they're you know so many questions what's gonna happen forkner deegan all this stuff and um
1: right I, off the bat i'll tell chaos. you that
0: that first turn we both stood up we both jumped off the couch we're, we're like, like oh my god yeah. that was a wild wild mm-hmm. crash i understand you know those first turn pileups one two three four guys go down That was half the field. There
1: was, like, yeah, there was at least, like, ten people there. And it took out some big guys. So, it happened when Hamaker and Vial kind of tangled. If you watch the footage, Vial migrates away from his bike a significant amount. He was
0: surfing. He, like, jumped on from, like, front fender to front fender, like, surfed across the entire front row, like, on the front of everyone's bike going all the way across. That was amazing.
1: So, he did that, and there was, you know, at least eight people. Poor, poor fairy made it through the lcq that looked bad he looks like he got knocked out cold on that wall oh yeah but we're saying it might be a little nutty because good old McAdoo, when he was picking up his bike ripped his britches and rode the whole main with his nuts out of his pants
0: yeah he had a uh, um, a little issue going on um no that he, he did an interview saying like he had a choice when he got up he knew something was wrong and he reached down and
1: it was a little breezy
0: yeah uh <laughs> full everything was fully out there the full package you yeah, know, said, he had uh, a the whole extra thing.
1: cushion when you sat down on the
0: seat yeah and he yeah. said he had a decision to make the decision was to get his bike and go ride to the uh mechanic area or ride you know finish out the moto and, on live TV and and just kind of ha- let it all hang and he let it all hang yeah, I mean, props to him props to him
1: i mean hey if you're that confident in yourself send it
0: yeah, that that was uh I, I, I couldn't believe, you know looking back at that now that I, I we know that you know, he was just balls out the whole time. Literally writing balls out.
1: Literally.
0: Um The whoops section must have been just brutal.
1: Just imagine punching bag.
0: And he wasn't jumping the whoops, he was blitzing it still. Yeah. I, I I just can't believe that oh god, ow.
1: Yeah, it sounds um, un- unpleasant, but also in that first turn crash, uh, Hayden Deegan, what a what a shame. Uh, he was really hyped up before this race. Everyone was really excited to see him, especially after his win of Super Motocross. And his bike was fucked up when he got up.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, bent bars, and there's, there was literally even if he went into the mechanic area, there's nothing they can do at that point. The, no. the race isn't long enough to change anything. And his bars were very bent. And I kind of, okay, I know there's a lot of Deegan fans out there, and I'm one of them. I I think Deegan's going to be epic, and I think this sport needs Deegan because when uh, Tomac, Webb, Anderson, and and all these guys start retiring, by the time they're retiring, Deegan's going to be in that pivotal spot of, you know ending 250s going into 450s and he's going to yeah. be that premier guy. I mean, at least that's what the road, the the path is is there. I mean, yeah. He's on it. Yeah. But what I look at is like we need Deegan to be that badass to go to to fight that Lawrence. I I'm telling you for the next 5 to 10 years, we're going to have this Lawrence Deegan battle that's going to be head to head big battles all the time. I just feel like those are going to be the heavy hitters of the sport. And then you sprinkle in, like, you know, the APs, the Forkners, the, all the other 250 guys that are coming up. You yeah. sprinkle those guys in. I think we get, we're in for a good future. But, you know, with having this issue, round one, now I would usually say championship's done. He can't win the championship. But, but Deegan's damn good. I think he's one of those guys he legit can just, well, okay, so I got to almost catch myself here. I, I got to bite my tongue. It's hard to say, like, in my mind, I think he can just go out there and just rattle off wins, and he can do it. He's never won a Supercross race. No. And and that's the one thing, like, he's super skilled, but he's never won a Supercross race. But I think, I I know he has the ability to do that. And so I look at it this way. My man, Austin Forkner, not only did I pick him to win the race, I picked him to win the championship, okay? He went out there and rode great. Now, hats off to Max Anstey. Didn't let him like get away with it. No, he was there. there. He was there. He was keeping him honest. So the Max Anstey hype is for real. Like he he was doing really well, but I think this is this is a blessing in disguise for multiple different reasons. Forkner wins, monkeys off his back. Forkner is now back. He like after the last two years of coming back injury, coming back injury. He's, like, fully back now. Oh, yeah, he came out of that crash
1: unscathed, which was, like, a miracle.
0: Yeah, and so he proved it. Now that he's the points in, now he's got the red plate and all that stuff. And arguably his biggest competition going into this, yes, there's Anstey hype, but his biggest competition is Deegan. Now with Deegan, Deegan needs to rattle off wins. Like, he needs to make up points. What this does right here, takes the pressure off of Forkner having to absolutely go balls out and send it. To beat Deegan each and every race, <laughs> to to fight for a championship. Now Forkner has this big cushion here, um. So the pressure is not there now. The pressure is now on Deegan, and he has to go out there. So I just I think it relieves Forkner from going through and doing mistakes like he normally did. Now uh, anything can happen in racing. Forkner could go down. He did have some crazy moments of oh, just. Yeah. I thought he was going down. I'm like, no, Forkner, no, it, it's. Round one, man, take it easy. Um, but no, he pulled it together. Forkner coming out with a W. He's gonna come back with the red plate in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, super excited. I was
0: pumped on that.
1: Yeah, no, I I bet that's like a huge, big, deep breath for him because he probably was pushing because he didn't know where Deegan was. I mean, I'm sure he knew that he went down, but
0: you it's, know, it's, it's been
1: a it's been a couple a couple like seasons for him that have been really rough, and so it's just sweet to kind of have him come out on top, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, so you look at these results, and like, obviously, congratulations to uh, Dax and Bennett, rookie coming oh my out God. there.
1: hell of a ride, buddy! He,
0: he did really good. Um, you know, he trains with Deegan. Deegan even said that he's been doing good. And uh, Nate Thrasher on the West Coast said that Dax is doing good. He actually predicted him to get third. Oh
1: shit! Okay.
0: Um, but my my biggest thing is like, you can't look at these results fairly. You gotta take a be- grain of salt because right? of that first crash. Yeah. Evan Ferry should be up there. Not not saying he's battling for a win or anything like that. But you definitely have Tom Vial, Hamaker, Deegan, McAdoo. All these guys were were in that crash and should be up there. Yeah, totally. As should. well as Jalik Swole. Jalik yeah. Swole was in that crash and yes, he came he back to sixth place and he was riding very good. Yes, he was. Heat rate. So let's let's just talk about this for a second. I know we, we just brought up Swole and we already talked about Ferry a little bit what a debut for triumph
1: oh my god hell yeah
0: so i think that was an amazing debut so obviously brand new brand uh to the market first time racing under the lights i really did think it was funny during the broadcast listening to ricky carmichael explain like oh it's a new brand and all that stuff even though he's like the brand ambassador he's like the main dude behind the project for the last like three years or whatever yeah um so it's kind of funny like Mm -hmm. Uh, almost like a little bit of biased on the broadcast there but um no so Triumph I think bike's solid
1: oh hell yeah
0: they had pretty good starts the whole time heat race uh Jalik was doing great Uh, I'm not sure what happened to Ferry I think he went down in the heat race but Jalik Swole looked really good was in a transfer spot and then Pierce Brown uh punted him in a turn He went back a few spots, went out of uh, qualifying position, but then Jalik battled back.
1: Yeah, he got it. And
0: still got into that uh, transfer spot. So that's cool. He went into the main, and then Evan Ferry. I think Triumph needed this. I'm not saying that Triumph was going to go win or get a podium on the night, but a little bit of spotlight on Triumph. Evan Ferry goes through, gets a whole shot in the LCQ, and then goes and wins the LCQ. So he gets like a little bit of a, uh, you get a little bit of an interview on the you know, race. you get some sort of camera time, and so I think that was good for the brand and that gear.
1: Oh my god, so cool!
0: Just highlighter yellow—that was awesome. You—they just popped on the line. You I can think see them
1: for the Triumph bike. First of all, excellent debut. Overall, it could not have gone better, really. Except yeah. for like maybe Tom Ferry not eating shit in the main, but Evan Ferry. Yes, sorry, guys. You know, you know my thing. Evan Ferry, whatever. Anyways, poor Ferry—he got knocked out. The choice of that gear with that bike, I think, was an excellent idea because the color, the main color of that bike is gray. So bringing black. attention. No, it's it's gray. It was gray.
0: It's a black bike.
1: It was gray in this, during the broadcast, it was gray. It's a black bike. I could have swallowed that.
0: It was... It's a black bike with anyways,
1: white anyways, it was a darker bike. I'm flipping off cold. It's a darker bike, and they chose to bring attention to the riders with this bright, awesome gear first of all it was cool i want that gear it's awesome second of all your riders just stand out amongst all of the others, so i think it was great for them
0: no it was it was definitely a great ride. now that i'm actually like looking back looking at the results and stuff like that there's someone that i believe needs at least a little bit of a shout out i love the number and i love the name do i think the number fits him no because it belongs to filthy phil but number 69 cody shock on the muck off yamaha team came in fourth place in the main event i didn't even see him not one time during the broadcast never even came across i just like now that i'm back here looking at the results i'm actually really shocked that he actually came out and in fourth place which is pretty amazing that deserves a shout out but someone i think we need to talk about that was a serious letdown chance
1: Oh my god, what even happened? He was battling for third and next thing we know he's freaking finishing way the hell down there.
0: So heat race, uh he had the whole shot, led a lot of it, and then and then you can see he got tired. You can see it and dropped. And I'm not sure where he finished in the heat race, but he, he dropped pretty far back. But then in the main event, yes, the crash happened, but he was second. He he was up he was up front, he was there yeah. and yeah, for the first I don't know five to eight minutes he was right there with forkner he it was it yeah. was the forkner hymas and the battle they were all there tight together and it, so the kids looking good the skills there speeds there but like what the hell what what the endurance just isn't there i don't know what happened he just dropped off dropped and he, he finished 10th which is yeah you can say okay you look at it this way they're they're calling it his sophomore season but last year he only did four races not because of injury, but because Honda wanted him to only do half a season. I have no idea why, but that's what it was. So I, I call this kind of still his kind of a freshman year in a way. And some might say for you're a rookie in Supercross to be tenth is good. Not when you are up front for half the time for no. your heat race and for the main event. You just drop like a rock. I don't know what was going on. He looked great
1: yeah he looked really good endurance
0: wise just wasn't there
1: yeah yeah like you said like the first eight minutes he really was right up there and he was fending off antsy and he was right behind forkner and then all of a sudden it's just like someone passed him someone passed him someone passed him someone passed him and then he finally like kind of held his own intent kind of like i think even someone passed him in the last couple of minutes but you have to have that endurance and i can't even say like yes this is quote unquote like his rookie year like even though it's technically not, it still is, because he only did four races last year. So, I don't know. He just needs to work on that endurance. It's just kind of disappointing, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, lot, lots to work on, and I just feel like we're back in the same place as we were watching A1-250s, is that we don't have much to come off of this besides, yeah. I believe Forkner is back. Yeah. the hype is real, and the rest of it is all up in the air because of that first turn crash really shook... A lot of things up now Deegan did look spicy in the heat races but again that first turn crash I mean what what are you going to do there there's not much you can do there yeah um I do believe so now we go back to west coast for a little bit uh for two more west coast rounds and then I, I believe we go east yeah um I as a bold prediction I I, I do like this east coast round the way Forkner battled way Anstey was like sneaky good up there just very quietly kept Forkner honest but based on the heat races Deegan looked really good Matt Padu looked good yeah and then you throw the roadblock Hymas now Hymas now has three weeks to kind of um get his his stuff together his starts were good really good so if, if you can get that endurance up there you know maybe there'll be he'll be up there a little bit more And I think that Triumph bike with Jalik is going to be something special. So I do like this East Coast. And I look forward to um, hopefully some more just tight, tight battles. You know, it was a bit of a bummer. Like, big crashes are cool to see. That's what we like this. We like to see it, but we hate to see it. It's just one of those weird things. But I think that we – that the seven or eight remaining rounds for this East Coast are going to be very exciting.
1: Yeah, I think it was – I hate to say this, but I think it was good because I think it's going to shake up the championship a little bit. It's going to make the racing really interesting. And I don't know. Like I said before, this was kind of like the redheaded stepchild of, like, racing. And I'm actually really excited for it now. It's going to be a good East Coast couple rounds, even though we're going back to West Coast for a couple, you know, weeks. But I'm excited for it to come back.
0: Right on, right on. All right, guys. Well, we are going to do a quick uh, commercial break. We are gonna, yeah, we'll be back in just a minute and then we'll dive into the 450s of Detroit. After that nutty two fifty race, let's uh let's get into these four fifties now. Um I loved it. Even though we had a runaway battle. Yeah. Not a runaway battle per se, but a runaway jet just, just kind of dominated this one. I he mean did what he did. He, when it's kind of scary in these longer races without a triple crown or any sort of weather or anything like that. Uh let's just face it. Jet gets out front. If you give him that like two second lead, he's gone. He's gone. Now, he can always have his little, little mistakes, his little jet mistakes. But um, he kind of ran away with the thing. And it, it did make for a little bit of a boring race up front. But we had great battles um, for the rest of the field. Someone I wanted to talk about. Aaron Plessinger looked amazing in his heat race. Oh, yeah. The way he uh, passed Justin Cooper. I don't know if Cooper Webb went down, but uh, got around him and uh, had a great start was flying through the whoops and actually won the heat race which was um, extremely cool he just didn't quite get the start at uh on the main event so he didn't he wasn't able to put together his full redemption tour in detroit but uh coming at sixth place you know it is what it is he does lose the red plate which is a bit of a bummer
1: yeah you know i'm i am bummed about that but you have to be proud of him because he did really push his way from the back of the pack to get to that sixth because he was 10th 11th at one point and he really really made the effort to get past a lot of people
0: no he was he was definitely riding good he he had i kind of saw like a switch like he was passing people then he got up to anderson he passed anderson and then i don't know what happened anderson flipped the switch passed him back and then it took aaron like four laps or whatever just lingering behind him to kind of Get up and going again and he was never able to pass anderson but he's able to make his way back up to six he does lose a red plate he drops the third in points but the nice thing is he's only two points down he's still well into this championship and knowing that we're going into round five here soon and um or round six whatever whatever we're at we're, we're getting deeper and deeper into this championship and knowing that ap's only two points out is still really freaking cool and i'm happy that he's there another thing that i'm happy about jet doesn't have the red plate oh my, my boy chase sex has got it that
1: makes my heart happy
0: yeah it's only one point it's still tight you know you look you look at this the top four in points now sexton lawrence Plessinger, webb those four riders are split between only six points you gotta love that that's tight tight racing right there
1: yeah and i know that we wanted like another winner for this race in detroit but you know i'm not too sad about it um on the note of Jet winning, I have a question for you. Yeah. Even though you usually have questions for me. Yeah. Do you think Jet is starting to take it a little more seriously and not going in there like I'm the shit, I'm gonna win this, let's go?
0: Um, no, no.
1: What makes you say that? Uh,
0: I think Jet is. I think he, he. I think he knows he's the shit. I mean, it's all around him. You know, the fan zone, the publicity, the the hype. It's all there, and we know he. We know he knows the mechanics. Everyone knows that he's the shit. He is that good. But I ha- I'm starting to get that feeling that if he's out front early, he's a race manager, and he knows he can do that. Once he gets it, and we saw it in outdoors. He gets out front and he can manage a race. Yeah. But when we see him from behind, when we see he, he has got a competitor, or he's buried, or he has to battle it out. Things get sloppy. He has to send it. He has to open up the envelope a little bit more than he likes to, and that's where things go down. That's where he crashes. And I think that's where, um, yeah, he's racing with the big dogs now. But we all know these are all big dogs. He's he yeah. jet is a big dog. Yeah. Um. You you can't not be a big dog if you go twenty two and zero as a rookie in outdoors. Yep. Yeah. I get supercross is different, but hey, he, he's the first two time winner. Um. And I, I think one thing I did notice about Jet is in his interviews, rather be the fastest qualifier interview, or the heat race, or the main event, and all that stuff. When they gave him interviews, um, it it seems like he's being more careful about what words he chooses. Like a
1: little more subdued. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Was he was just kind of like in his interviews, he he's not. It, it doesn't seem as free. It looks like he's like watching himself. And so it, I, in in that way, I think it's getting to him because the words he says gets thrown around all over social media. The other writers use it, all that stuff. And I, I think he's being very careful about what he says now. He's careful about it. And he went out there and dominated. Props to him. Doesn't have the red plate yet. No. Um, and you know, hey, we're gonna move on. I'm very excited for this next weekend. I think uh, yeah. Glendale's got an epic track, and I'm very excited for that. And I've always liked the Glendale layouts. They're always great there. The stadium's awesome. Um, but, no, I, I think Jets has got um, – he's getting momentum. And Glendale and, I think, this, this week, these guys, these other guys that are fighting for this championship, like I said before going into Detroit, I said we're hitting a string of football stadiums. No weather, none of that stuff. No specialty races. They're just standard stadium races, dry weather, good dirt. And I said, one of these guys, someone's going to break out and show that they're the guy. Jets got momentum on his side. We got a couple more stadiums to go before we hit another outdoor place. And these guys need to shut Jet down because if Jet starts stringing these things off, and you know gets a gap on those points it's going to be really hard to stop him
1: yeah he'll win um i i don't know i think he's starting to get like the oh shit like yes i am very fast and yes i am very talented but i better watch myself because won that whole thing with anderson right that was a whole thing and i think it fucked with his head and fucked up his racing i do so i think he's dialing it back a little bit and yes he was very not he was not as happy to lucky during his interview just like you said i'm excited to see where it takes us i want to see him in a regular track not get a good start in the middle of the pack what does that look like without the weather to interfere like you said
0: yeah and who, who knows we might get it like we said we got a string of these races coming up yeah um someone that really um i don't know what to take on this one oh, and no. i think there's uh some other issues going on oh boy. That's, there's no spotlight being shed on it yet uh tomac what the hell happened what what was that
1: yeah we we just saw him he was doing great he was it was was he in third and then all of a sudden he started dropping back he was he was and...
0: up there he was up in the in that top group fighting for a podium and uh like sh- about halfway through the race, he just started dropping and, 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 you know, and Webb, Anderson, all these guys started catching him and he, he showed no fight and he almost like he went to the outside of the turns. He, the big long sweeper, the sand, he went to the outside, letting these guys just kind of cruise by, he dropped all the way down to 10th place, zero fight going on. Um, and, press releases come out all this stuff mechanics and him they have uh press releases coming out saying that he, they're all saying they're sticking to their guns, saying he just wasn't comfortable
1: yeah and i um read an article on racer x and it said even though it may never come to light what exactly happened there's speculation on if he tweaked his knee in the sand turn there's speculation on his um shocks having problems But in the end, like you said, in the interview, that's what they're sticking to. So it just, we'll never know. But it was very shocking that he very, he was passed really easily.
0: Well, and granted, you know, you you look at it this way. I mean, this is a long, long season. And we've seen it time and time again. Um, Tomac has had these, even in his championship seasons, he has had those weird rounds where he drops, you know, uh, a six, seven, eight maybe a night now 10 is bad and he's at a couple now yeah but um we've seen these bad rounds and now it is a long season you're not gonna be perfect for 17 rounds in a row and we get that you can be yeah not everyone's gonna be that dungeon method and just podium everyone to death yeah. but every you can have an off night but he looked pretty damn good in the heat race Very you know good. He, he not saying he was lighting the world on fire but he was there he qualified through and you know whatever but I just, I don't know. He looked good for like the first half. So that's why I'm, yeah, you didn't feel comfortable with the bike and the track and all that stuff. Okay, for the first part of the race, you got a good start and you're out there hanging out with the boys. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, something happened. Yeah, like you said, is it that ankle? And I did see that picture of that knee tweak in the sand. And it's yeah. like, is that going to be an issue? So there's a lot of question marks going around that. And, I don't know if we're ever going to find out the truth and we're just that the only way we're going to find anything out yeah is it Glendale
1: no that's As totally the only true. way
0: we're going to find out like what is going on
1: yeah and I, it'll be interesting to see if there's any news that sprouts from his practice this week based on that speculation whether it be the bike or his knee mm-hmm. so I guess we'll have to see I mean overall when we get to Glendale we will see if he's doing better or not and obviously if he's not they're going to give a reason
0: so we'll exactly Malcolm Stewart, 11th. What? Um, what is, I just, he went from mm-hmm. last year and whatnot, like, he, he was in the same boat as AP, like, oh, come on, you're qualifying up there, your he heat races, right like, you're battling for a heat race win, and, and in the main events, you're like, you're flirting with that podium, and yeah, I have seen zero of that this year. I think it was, was it last week he got a, a decent start in one of them, or... Or was this week in the? is this week in the heat race? I don't know. Yeah, it was this week in the heat race? Like he got a decent start or whatever, and was floating up there. Not for a win, but he was kind of up there. Yeah. But for main events and finishes, what is going on?
1: It just seems like almost he's making silly mistakes that's making him have crashes that don't make sense. Like he ran into a tough block this week because he got a little off. And that was
0: a weird crash. And we're
1: like, we look, we were watching the replay, and we're like, how the hell did he even do that? Like he crashed so weird. How yeah. did you get your bike even to do that? Honestly. I'm I'm very curious. I
0: just I I don't I don't know what to expect and I, I'm hopeful. Like this, this last week, I put him uh we're in uh MX Action League for fantasy and I I put Malcolm six. I'm just hoping for a, a, a bounce back ride, some good juju something. and nothing. We need some television time other than a crash. I don't know why. I don't know if it's and it's hard to tell, like, is it him or the bike or whatever? Because Craig's not helping us at all. Like, Craig's no. not having any good rides. No. And so I don't know. And it, it's tough because it's only those two. And that, that whole team, I don't know. I'd love to be at a race. I'd love to go and see what are the vibes around that trailer right now. Because, you know, we're we're five rounds. We're through five rounds now. Not one good finish. Not one out of two bikes. Either
1: Yeah, either bike. It just, there's got to be something going on between the two of them and their team. The vibe has to be off because as we're seeing they're not performing. Yeah. So what what gives?
0: no know, I don't know. I don't know. it's not looking right. Not looking right at all. Totally. Um so yeah, let's let's talk about this championship really quick. Um like we said it's it is a very tight championship going on.
1: Um I do sorry, before we continue on to the championship, I have to applaud Ken Roxon for having such a stellar race. Oh good was behind Sexton he stayed on two wheels and he rode very well, and I'm very proud of you, Kenny. Are
0: no, he he rode really good in. Um, reflecting his race on to the points, he's seventh in points and he's 21 back. He was way further back. He's yep. putting in good rides, and I think for him, he just needs to string a couple of them together. Yeah, we he's, he's flashed us that speed. He he has it, and. Um, mm-hmm. It's gonna be you know, just start racking up podiums. It's good for him Who knows what he's got going on if he's gonna do outdoors I highly doubt it. He'll probably end up going back to World Supercross where he's probably gonna win the championship for a third time in a row But um, I think he needs to just keep on doing what he's doing put it piece it together Um, I know we're East Coast for this one round and it was in a dome, but I think when we go actual East Coast I'm talking uh, we hit like I think I think he's gonna kill it at Daytona. I really do. Ooh, but yeah. when we go to outdoors, East Coast, uh, tackier dirt, whatnot, I think that's where uh, Ken Rock is gonna really come yeah. out because when he came out to, um, and I forgot exactly what round it was, but when he came out and did the one round of outdoors, uh, he smashed it. And so I think he when, once he steps outside, it'll, be, it'll get better when we hit the outdoor East Coast rounds. But yeah, points agree. wise. We're still dealing with a very tight championship. That's anyone's game. Uh, realistically, I think the top six or seven still have a shot at it. Um, like we said, Kenny's seventh in points at 21 points down. That is a lot of points. But um, it, anything can happen. It takes one crash, one bad race to really swallow up a, a bunch of points. But your your top four are within six points. And we... They, Sexton's one race, Lawrence is one two, Plessinger's one one, Webb's won one, um Anderson's floating around up there, Tomac, who knows about that issue. And Roxanne should be able to go up there and win one. So we got a tight battle for the rest of this championship year.
1: And we this is exactly as fans what we want, like we talked about before. So it just makes this upcoming week that much more exciting. I'm just pumped. I'm pumped. Glendale's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be such a fun race to watch, and uh I'm just excited
0: yeah let's um i'm I'm pumped for glendale that's your wrap up right there but i want to talk about some before we end this show uh we went racing this weekend round one of the moran season and uh it was put on by the tank slappers or the tank sissies as they are kind of getting roaming around is what people have been calling them yes yeah Tank uh but no we we like this club our our buddies ricky dahlberg and russell tarjam uh, they're president and VP of this thing and um, they, they they put on this whole club and it is a solid race. Um, I raced on Saturday and it did not go well for me. Um, I, I didn't place too well. I mean, I got third in my class, but uh, overall on the race, I, I didn't do so well. I tweaked my hip a little bit halfway through and for those of you that don't know, I, I do have a... Uh, I, I broke my hip a few years ago and got a bunch of metal in my body now So so... Um,
1: Tell us
0: about the course. The course was okay. Honestly, the course was actually it was fun for the first quite a few miles. It was fast. It was fast. I like fast yeah. stuff. So, yeah. um, I, I when it comes to the Titan Technical, it's where I start to fall apart there. And uh, um, no, it was fast. I got I didn't get the greatest start. It was a Le Mans start. So a Le Mans start is where you got to run to your bike. Like they dead bike. They got to drop the banner. They drop the banner and you run. And this time we had to run like like 15, 20 yards, something like that. And um, no, I, I'm I'm a big guy, I'm not fast. And so got on the bike, I was like a mid-pack start. And, um, but no, we, we went up into this place called Cyril Canyon and that was gnarly. That was one of the gnarliest uh, rock canyons I've ever taken my bike through. Where I rolled up to some of the waterfalls that we had to go up. I was like, wait, you want me to go up with that? You're crazy. <laughs> Obviously moral of the story is I got up and I got through it and whatever and I survived it, but no I was just it it beat me up. The course was tough Uh, Conditions were epic though. It didn't have to deal with dust all day long perfect wet dirt all 50 miles and that was uh, that was pretty cool. So um, But no my race wasn't that spectacular, but uh, what about what about your race?
1: Um, so for you, those of you who don't race Moran, traditionally, um, women and little kiddos race on Saturday and men race on Sunday. So this is a non-traditional format, which, you know, Sunday, great weather, sunny, a little chilly, dirt was great. Sunday, snowing. It was freezing. Oh, yeah. It was wet. Um, our nephew, Watson, raced, and he killed it. He did super great. Yeah. Um, it was sprinkling a little bit of snow by the time my race started at 12. Um, it was like a blizzard visibility was not the best. So no. I'm on, on my bike at the starting line. We can't do the Le Mans start with the running obviously cause it's slick, but we have to straddle our front fenders, you know, get on the bike. Got a okay start. Um, first lap, I mean, the course, honestly was super fun. If it was dry, that probably would have been the best track ever it was like super fast there that's what i've heard
0: really... from multiple people that your course is pretty badass it was like as, really... as long as there wasn't like a shitload of snow like there was
1: yeah so they before we went out the, the chase um or the sweeps sorry for the race went out and cut the course in right so we could see it through the snow which was great because you really can't get lost because there's only one way to go you just follow the track that's in the snow but as soon as you got out of that main line it started to get slick um on the first lap also uh, I had to take off my goggles because I cannot see anything. And riding a dirt bike fast without goggles is very poor visibility. So I definitely had to Especially slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Well, even when you go fast with goggles on, you have snow accumulate on your lenses. So I came into the pits. You know, got out of my second lap. The second lap was a little more sloppy. Um, definitely a little more muddy and like the ruts, like in between the loops. Um and the snow started to come down a little bit thicker and it got really slick out anywhere outside the line So it was very hard to pass. Um, there was a kid in front of me I mean gotta give it to him. He kept me honest kept me on it But every time I caught up to him he would just zoom on off a little bit faster I'd be a little bit faster in the technical stuff. Yeah, but overall it was it was a good race It was super fun. I have to give props to um, Russell and ricky because it was a very fun race even though it was snowing um, I had a big old smile on my face after I finished, and uh,
0: I got second in my class. Perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, and then, like I said, our nephew, um, Watson Prince, he did his very first dirt bike race ever in the six and under class, rocking that PW50. A little slow off the start, but his first race, he his lap times were very consistent the whole time, just when I was like, man, I think he's going to start getting tired. He didn't get tired. He, he finished the whole thing. They say he clocked in seven laps, and i um, not 100% sure on how exactly he finished, but uh, he did awesome, and we look forward to it. seeing where so he ends up fishing for the uh, rest of the year, because points, um, I don't know how many point races he's going to end up doing, but uh, season-wise, he looks good. Hey, he finished his first race, and it was a snowy one.
1: Yeah, I thought it was awesome, because apparently he stopped, and he was like, I want to keep riding, and we're like, dude, you're in yeah, a race, keep yeah.
0: going. yeah. Yeah, and when and when he finished, he said, "I want to go again." Yeah, I did. A 4-year-old. Now, I'm I'm telling you, we're in the beginning of February right now. He he turned 4 in the middle of December. And so he's like a fresh 4-year-old, and he did 45 minutes on a snowy, nasty track and which it came out to be like uh 7 or 8 miles of what he, that, that he did. And he's cold, and he's red, all this stuff. He comes in and he's like I want to go again.
1: Yeah. What looks, an animal. What it an animal. That's awesome. We're so excited to see him race more. And so glad that everyone had a good race weekend. It seemed like, um, you know, we had a good time. Yeah.
0: And so then, um, back to the, the 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 big race on Saturday, uh, I just want to do a quick run over of some, some highlights of the overalls. Uh, the double A pro class, we had Madden Curse take the overall 16 year old kid. Yeah, uh, he rips on a bike. It, you know what's funny is back in, uh, I believe it was like, Danny was telling me like twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Whenever Danny was racing, he was telling me at the race, he's like, "Man, I was racing against him in the novice class." I'm like, "Yeah, Danny, you're still, you're still in the novice Danny's class." And the he's class he's guys he's in is o- he overalling, which is absolutely amazing. Just the the growth of this he kid. An animal. But uh, no, goes out there and overalls it. and Then we have. Uh, Ethan, I don't even know how one, I want to say his name. Packic, Packic, P-A-C-A-K, um, coming out of nowhere, at second place. And then a uh, huge shout out to the uh, the Desert Fox himself, Dennis Bill and Gary, third overall from the Expert line and winning the over fifty Expert class, which is super cool. Um,
1: yeah.
0: No, so we there was a really good turnout. Lots of racers. Uh, like a hundred there's like a hundred and fifty racers on Saturday. So there's your top three finished and we we would love to get uh probably once a couple of these guys on here, maybe do a quick interview with them, would be super that'd cool. Yeah, that'd be
1: sick but, if uh, any of you are listening,
0: just reach yeah. out. So that was our race weekend, and that is our review podcast of Detroit Round 5 Supercross. Thank you for everyone tuning in. If you would like to If you have any questions for us or if you'd like to be on this podcast or any topics you want us to discuss uh, you can always reach out to us on our Instagram page keep it dirty USA just DM us we love we love hearing the feedback Uh, we like the feedback that we get from our fans each and every episode and we we're we're trying to catch up on our messages and message people back so uh, we haven't gone back to you yet we're we're catching up to him we had a a pretty busy weekend but um, yeah of course you can uh, if you like this podcast at all please share it around you can find it on iTunes um, Amazon Spotify anywhere you can uh, pretty much listen to podcasts that uh, you can get it on there so uh, thank you for tuning in and we look forward to doing a preview of Glendale which is gonna be absolutely epic <laughs> yeah alright guys well um, stay frosty this week and uh, don't pull a Macadoo, and don't be too free.
1: No rocking out with the out okay?
0: Catch you guys next week. See ya.